keeping us alive now. You forget about that one. And you keep them coming in. You're doing well, son. Find us on the web at mbradio.us. I want to make it clear that the views expressed by our hosts are not considered the official stance of MBR views. Remember, this is all about having fun and enjoying the ride. Welcome to Gunslinger's Tavern. I'm Audrey McHugh. I'm a bisexual, open woman that served in the military. Brownwater Navy, shout out to my Airedales. One in three veterans experience military sexual trauma. Here we use whiskey for good and talk about all different events that affect veterans and how we can do better to make sure that no one has to release their burden of rape at these gates anymore and ensure that veterans' lives are advocated and lived for. <laughs> hey guys! Wow! Welcome to Gunslinger's Tavern. Slinging drinks, slinging some questions on some, maybe some, you know, current events. Um, you guys may or may not know that I'm Jewish, proudly Jewish. And so I was thinking, you know, the 7th of October, It's it's been a while now, we're in the 1st of November, and people have called for a ceasefire. And um, I'm going to explain to you very clearly why that's not going to happen. And it's not the best interest of the state of Israel at all whatsoever, or any Jews, period, right? Because we are facing what Hamas wants to do is to annihilate Jews from the face of the earth, right? Like they're, they're unapologetic about it. And um, I want to say first to my Jewish community is that we failed. In our lifetime, we have failed. And um, that hurts, right? To, to have to say that we failed. And you're like, well, well, how did we fail? Because in our lifetime, in my lifetime, as a military veteran, a Jewish baby was beheaded. A Jewish baby was put in an oven and burned alive. So never again to me means never again, right? So I view that as a failure. Um, I, you know, should have been, I was handpicked to be the national security advisor for the state of Pennsylvania by a counterintelligence officer that worked for the FBI. Because of domestic violence and a lot of other things, there were so many different jobs that I was supposed to take or that I was tapped to take. But because I was being physically abused, I couldn't do them because I had to show up to work every single day or take a job where I could telework and hide these bruises that are on my face or on my body. So um, it's very disturbing, especially with, you know, Penn State World Campus has this amazing program where you can get your master's in homeland security online. And um, it's it's the same kind of education you get at brick and mortar. It, it's amazing and it's very helpful for military or people that are DOD. And so I did that. And so I distinctly know about terrorism. Um, I know about counterterrorism. That's kind of my thing. And understanding right now is what I want you guys to realize is that we don't negotiate with terrorists and we will never negotiate with terrorists. Um, I'm going to show you that 
these guys right here. This is Hamas's leadership. So five million dollars, five billion, three billion. They live in Qatar. These guys don't even live in Palestine, and they are the leadership for Hamas. They don't live there. Yet they have the worst poverty rate you can imagine in Palestine. Why isn't that money being going to take care of their people? Well, guess what Hamas leadership said? Guess what these guys said right here? They said it's not their job to take care of the Palestinian people. So they got all of this money. They funded terrorism. They built terrorist structures underneath hospitals in order to kill and harm people. These guys right here that have a shitload of money that made that off of the backs of Palestinians. And you're like, well, why did they launch this attack? Well, there's lots of reasons, right? One, this information that was provided to them that weakened the dome came from our national security breach from a former administration and he's been charged right so these co-conspirators literally weakened our national security and because of that information and him bragging about it he then took it to an australian who gave it to the russians and the russians in cahoots got with iran and hezbollah and Hezbollah, for over six months, did active terrorism training, okay? So they just started training up these guys so that way they knew that at a low-level target, they can infiltrate the dome. That's now been adjusted for. But that would have never, never given that information to terrorists had Trump not talked all of the shit that he did. He violated national security. He put us all in danger. So having a security clearance, myself and my, uh, my um, colleagues, we would be in prison for this. We would be in prison for it. And this guy is not. And he's violating gag orders. But he's responsible for directly killing 1,400 Jews because he gave away intelligence to our enemies. So why does this matter? Okay, because Russia is losing, losing Ukraine, right? Like Ukraine has some of the baddest fucking warriors there are. And they're like, their warriors go back centuries, just like my Jewish people go back centuries. We have never left Israel, okay? We've been there for thousands of years. Not when the British just decided to put us somewhere after being complicit in fucking parts of the Holocaust. We still had people there. My people never left. Okay. Why does this matter? Well, Russia, once they started destabilizing parts that would affect the grain so that your prices would go up and that didn't work. So then they went into Africa and they tried to destabilize areas, right? So they're like, well, we're still fucking losing. Ukraine's still beating our ass. But hmm, if we can infiltrate into the Republican Party and make them weak 
from within and have them be ridiculous and sell out their own constitution for power and money, then we can corrupt and we can get into this government and make it super weak because they want to be the world power. So now what you'll see them try to do is you will see them try to divert our efforts from Ukraine and Israel and have it used as a political game. We cannot allow this as Americans. We absolutely cannot allow this because you are falling into the hands of Russia. This is what they wanted. They've been planning this with Hezbollah, Iran. Like, literally, there was intelligence on the day of the attack and previous to that that was ignored, ignored by Israel. <laughs> and of course, they took advantage of the fact that Israel was in a moment of chaos, right? Because Netanyahu wanted to grab power from the Supreme Court, much like they made sure that our Supreme Court in this country was destabilized and sold and bought by Thomas and Alito. So when you need to start thinking about these people that are funding your politicians, these MAGA Republicans that are really Nazis, they're plain and simple Nazis, their next goals are to try to destabilize our relationships with each other, right? So after 9-11, um, you had to be incredibly careful because this is when how you treat people, right? This is how terrorism gets created or the new generation is made. So as Israel fights this war, they must be swift in justice. We're not going back into box cars. We're not letting you gas us. Uh, we're not letting you annihilate us. We will fight you to the fucking death, right? Like, and it's going to be your death, not ours. And I feel horrible about this, right? No one is happy about war. Nobody, I don't grieve with, you know, by myself with this, right? Like it, it's, um, it's not happiness for me to know that people are going to die, but they will because they must. It's, it's very simple, but we must make sure that we have a two-state solution. We must treat this in the appropriate way. We must make sure that we have humanitarian aid. Um, we know that we cannot depend on the UN um, as Jews at this point, which is horrible to watch your Justice League just fucking fall apart because they're bitches at this point. They have no honor. Um, it's just pathetic. Like you just bent down to Russia, like Justice League, get the fuck out of here. UN. I expect more of you. Um, so now you're like, what do we do? So the Red Cross, like these things that are supposed to be set up, we have to make sure as Jews that they're executed in the right way, because we must provide humanitarian aid because these guys, these guys, don't give a fuck about the Palestinian people. Like these guys are traitors. They have to be executed. They have to be demolished in order for a two-state solution to happen. But we're not going for a ceasefire. That's not happening. People are trying to eradicate my race. This happened in World War II. And what I feel is very, very difficult for me as a veteran who actually drove the boats from World War II 
I was on the well deck. I drove a World War II boat. The boat was used in Normandy. And now in my lifetime, I have to tell my children, like, we're at war again. And people are so surprised, like, oh, well, they're, they're protesting. I don't feel safe in the UK anymore. Honey, you should have never felt safe there to begin with. Like, these people have always been there. And now what they want us to do is to make this a Muslim Jewish issue. I'm not falling for that shit, right? Because then you fall into the hands of what terrorists want. The reason why they launched this attack, because Russia is losing, they don't want us to be focused on Ukraine winning, which we're not, our resolve is strong. Like Ukraine is going to be supported. Israel is going to be supported, right? So now you have these Republicans that say, well, um, we won't fund Israel unless you take away money from the IRS. Do you know why they want you to take money away from the IRS? Because the people that they are literally going after, the IRS is dutifully doing their job, happen to be that top 1% that are donating to these MAGA Republicans. So they're not working for you and me. They are literally going to go home on Friday. I live here in DC. They're going to go party. I'll probably run into some of these motherfuckers at the club if I just choose to go out this weekend, right? They don't even do their job. Half of them don't get to work on time. Imagine if you didn't show up to your job exactly at eight o'clock every single day and you just mosey in there. Then you're like, well, I know the American people voted for me to actually legislate, but I'm not even going to introduce any bills. I'm not going to write any legislation. I'm just going to chill. And shit, is it like 10 or 11 o'clock on a Friday? What the fuck am I still doing here? Then they go out and party. <laughs> the government is supposed to shut down on the 17th of November. They're going to try to pass a CR instead of actually doing their job. Did you guys know that they agreed to this in May to fund the government? And then instead, they played bullshit and went on vacation for almost six weeks? paid vacation. I don't understand how people aren't outraged at this point. So we've been infiltrated into our government, right? And Russia is still pulling the strings there. And now they've cozied up to China as well. And all our ambassadors that were supposed to be in play, the Republican Party held up. And we are in a state of war, a state of fucking war. So I'm not going to let this country fall apart. Right. I'm not going to allow this where these racist motherfuckers are literally going to say, oh, I'm I'm pro Israel. But then they won't vote for a bill because and they make a fake one so that their friends don't actually get to actually pay taxes. But all of us have to. We all have to pay taxes and they do nothing. They literally do nothing every single day here. Half the time they won't even have you meet them. They'll have you meet a staffer because they're still not doing anything. The only time they actually come to work is when they feel like it. They don't work for you and me. They do work for some Russians, right? And some Saudis. And so Hamas didn't want us to have the deal with Saudi Arabia. So they planned this attack. And now guess what's off the table? Right now, our deal with Saudi Arabia is off. 
because they want us to go into this Islamophobia bullshit again, right? And then we know that creates more terrorism. So everyone is created equal under the law. This is what we believe as Americans, right? And as a person, <laughs> Homeland Security, counterintelligence, y'all, like we cannot fall into the grips of what Russian and bad actors want for us. We have to be better as Americans. 9-11 united us, right? But it also showed how much racism there was back then. We cannot kill our brothers and sisters that are Muslim. I'm Jewish. My aunt is Muslim. My last Muslim. I'm supposed to wish death upon her? I don't fucking think so. The only people I'm going to wish death upon is Hamas and terrorists. And terrorists. And understanding that these bad actors, these guys, <laughs> the Russians, the ones that actually got this fucking information from the Trump administration, because of a national security breach, this is disgusting. You guys should be disgusted. I would be locked up for violating my security clearance like this. But because what this man is not special. He's a racist, plain and simple. And so you'll see, you'll see, you'll see these guys try to play us against each other. And it's not happening. What we are going to do is defend our democracy. We are going to defend the Constitution. And I'm trying to let you guys know that maybe you haven't thought about running for office. Right. And I don't care what party you are. That clearly I am a Democrat. Right. No doubts about it. Um, But if you're a veteran and you're a Republican and you want to run for office, let me know how I can help you. Because I guarantee that the veterans in this country will literally go to work from 0800. We know we're going to be earlier, right? And stay until we get shit done. They don't do that. I want you guys to realize that because Tommy Tuberville is deciding to, again, still hold up military appointments and we're at war. And if you guys don't think we are, then I need you guys to go check where the fleet is and understand that the U.S. Navy has already gotten the first accounts of taking missiles down. We're, we're documented for it, right? So we got first battle rights, period. And we have people operating in the country right now trying to get those hostages out. This shit is crazy. So if you want to run for office, um, please let me know. I, I don't care what party you are. I just need people that are going to be dedicated to this job as, as I am. And I know no others except for veterans that are truly dedicated to service. Tommy Tolberville has literally made one of our top generals have a fucking heart attack because this man is working two jobs, two jobs. And he's overburdening himself because Tommy Tolberville refuses refuses to let military nominations be passed. And it is harming, harming us. It is harming every single American here. And we're at war. We're at war. And all this man did, his accomplishment in life is fucking coach some football. And let me tell you, 
This man ran on a campaign saying that he would donate his whole salary to veterans. That hasn't happened. He said that he was a good businessman, right? This businessman that thinks he's so wonderful, he actually settled lawsuits for fraud. Sound familiar? Uh, yeah, kind of sounds like just like fucking Trump, doesn't it? Yeah. So who helped get him elected? Oh, the Alex Fund. Crow Harlan, right? Hey, aren't those the same guys that um, made sure that they paid off our Justice Thomas and Alito? Yeah, they're all connected. And didn't Ivanka Trump and them take money from Saudi Arabians? Yeah, they did. They've committed crimes like so many crimes, all of them are connected and trying to cover up for each other. And we have to say, we want our government back. We want a working democracy where you don't get paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to not do your job. You don't get to do that at all whatsoever. So it's not okay. And we must take a stand. We have to take a stand. So Israel will not be having a ceasefire at all whatsoever because we are not going back to the times where Hitler thought it was okay to put us in boxcars and to exterminate us. And it, it's not lost on me, right, guys? Um, I haven't forgotten the Aleutian Island campaign. They're like, what the fuck is that? I want you to know that it's the first time that the U.S. has been attacked since the British came. And you're like, what? I'm talking about the second time when they came here in DC and tried to burn our shit down. We were actually attacked on the Aleutian Island. We sent our military personnel up there in desert, desert clothes. Aleutian Island is in Alaska, in case you guys don't know. It's the closest to Russia. It is freezing temperatures up there. We had veterans at that time, they're active duty service members, needlessly die in World War II. We had so many of us die in World War II to prevent Nazis like they are right now. So we have Nazis literally in our government. And the fact that they were allowed to grow this fast back again, it's, uh, it's shameful. But that doesn't mean there's an end to this that's good for them. It means that when you see these people identify themselves as anti-Semitic, recognize who they are. When you see people who are in support of Hamas, recognize who they are. Remember who they are and go forward. Because in Judaism, we stand up for justice. We don't stand backwards. We attack. And that is what we are going to do for this country. We are going to attack. We're going to defend ourselves, but we're also going to defend the rights of our brothers and sisters that are of a different religion, because religious tolerance is what this country is built upon. There is no one religion in this country because we are all a melting pot. And the Constitution was perfectly drafted to do that, to ensure that these liberties of freedom of religion could be spread to all. And it's not us to say, well, Christianity is the only religion in the U.S. It's absolutely false. And when we do that, 
we do a disservice to so many patriots here that have chosen another faith or have chosen no faith. And we must respect the integrity of the Constitution because we must be different. That's what makes us so unique and special, right? When we go to war, it's not because we want to go to war. Some politicians do want to go to war because they just profit off of it. But for me, I don't want to go to war unless I need to. Because I understand what war truly looks like. As a United States veteran, I understand what war looks like. I see it every day. I see veterans kill themselves every day. And I see this nation break their promise to us every single day. And I'm fighting for those lives. So, of course, I don't want to add more to the list. But we are in war. And when we have to understand, that we're in war, we have to respond accordingly. But we have rules of engagement. We have to keep ourselves to the highest standards. We can't torture, right? These are what makes us the good guys. <laughs> this is what makes us the true Justice League, right? The people that say, all right, you know, when you have a prisoner of war, this is how you treat them. If we don't do these things when we are in combat, then it allows the other people to think that they can just do whatever they want. And war's not easy. It's never going to be easy. This is not going to be an easy war. But we didn't start this war. But we're going to finish it. But we're going to do it with dignity. But understand that this war that has been started in Israel is a war for all of us. There, there's no other way to see it. This is a war for all of us. When you read about Anne Frank... In your book, when you learned of the Holocaust, there were people there to say that the Holocaust did not happen still. Still. It's surprising to me that it's okay to report what terrorists say and not readily believe people who are saying, I was shot in my house, my children were taken. My husband was killed right in front of me. My children were killed. And we have to somehow pretend that these things didn't happen. So I'm going to show you a video and it's, it's graphic, but it's, you know, it's the truth, right? Like it's, it's what's really happening here. And no one at this point after they know what happened in, in the Holocaust, no one should have to defend this. There's no defense to this. So here we go. This is a baby who was beheaded and burned alive. This is the real bullet hole in a child's room in Israel. Here's where they were burned alive. We're not going back to World War II. Here was a child playing with a bus before he was killed in Hamas's hands. They raped us. This is what war looks like. This is Hamas burning Jewish people alive. These are our fellow IDF that have given an ultimate sacrifice. Ultimate sacrifice in defense to this terrorism. So. There really is no um, 
telling me that I have to have a, you know, basically a ceasefire when I'm combating terrorism. My, my, my family is combating terrorism right now. But don't tell me that I can't have funding because you don't want the IRS <laughs> to be able to do their job because they're going after people that aren't paying taxes, which happens to be the people that are donating the money to ask these Republicans to not let them have the IRS funded. Like that's the state of our democracy right now. It's so disturbing, so disturbing that they are trying to do those things and we have to take a stand. You can't say that you stand for Israel, but you don't want your homies to get in trouble with the IRS. Well, how about this, bro? <laughs> well, you just fucking pay your taxes, right? How about, you know, you put singers in jail for this shit, uh, for tax evasion. You come after all these other people. And yet when it's really time for them to start recouping money for the government, and remember, they want fiscal responsibility. But they just want fiscal responsibility off of the middle class and the poor because poverty is a choice. We have just seen that legislation that really decreased poverty worked. Mr. Booker asked for it to be introduced again and nobody would do it. President Bush literally stated like, hey, here's funding that's really worked for HIV prevention. Can you guys, you know, I'm speaking I'm a fellow Republican. Um, let's make sure that this stays funded. They didn't even want to do that. But they are willing to pass fake legislation that they know will not pass in the Senate, not a fucking day or chance, right? To say, oh, yeah, we tried to fund Israel, but they're not doing anything. But what you are giving up, what the American people are giving up there is actually getting money back for this country. Don't come at me and say that you are the party of fiscal responsibility when you're just trying to cover for your homies. And yet you can't fund veterans. But you sent us to war. You voted for us to go to war. And the only way I can get veterans back that have been illegally deported. And you're like, what's that mean? Right. I'm just going to show you this right here. Here's my fellow veteran, right? Bring them home. It's a great movie. You need to go check it out. So, you know, some of you guys saw that I was on the on the Hill, right? And so I'm trying to get the legislation of Bill 4569 passed. It was introduced into con Congress last year. It passed through, um, passed through, right? passed through the House. They did a lot of markups on it, and then they dropped it into the Senate Judiciary Committee. Why did they do that? Because they wanted to kill it. So every time we have a new Congress, bills that really do need to be passed have to be reintroduced again, right? So we have to ask the same people who said they would already support it, do their job again. You already know, right? So you're like, what is this bill about? All right. The Veterans Service Recognition Act. These guys and women, right, because um, I was there with the VFW with a, a combat medic woman. And so she's a VFW post commander, badass. Um, so basically, these are people that are here legally. 
right? They're in this country legally. And they say, you know what? The military is the right option for me. I want to serve my country. I'm going to do that. And they get promised citizenship. Now, remember, they're here legally. They can already get citizenship. But because they've chosen the military path, that pathway that they had before is now cut off. So they can only get citizenship this way. They're like, bet, no problem. I'll do that. I'm telling you guys right now that these veterans under the Trump administration are being deported because of the bills that he passed giving the power to ICE. There is supposed to be a review that if you served in the military, that you're not supposed to be deported without this, right? ACLU has been involved. And so you're like, okay, well, why does it matter? Let me explain. If I get in trouble here in this country, you know, I don't know what I would do, but um, I did something. As a result of my PTSD from this service, I'm 100% service connected to that, permanent and total, period, right? Uh, it ain't ever going to get better, but I can live with it in a different way. So I get to go to veterans court, right? If I'm in a good area, there's a path forward. They understand like people are going to have substance issues. There's going to be um, all sorts of slew of things, uh, addiction, um, criminal charges, theft, whatever. And a lot of it has to do with the darkness of PTSD from military service. I have a chance forward. Um, these veterans got told that too. Well, what happens is their charge automatically becomes a felony. So a speeding ticket. I get a speeding ticket. I try to go to veterans court. They say, okay, we're, you know, you know, you need help for your PTSD. We're going to do that for you. Let, let's get that done. My homeboys sit with me. He gets a felony all of a sudden. He gets automatically deported. And when this happens, he has no access to VA health care. And I'm talking about 20% of those that have been deported are Purple Heart recipients, Silver Stars, Bronze Stars. You are talking about the highest caliber of a kind of fucking veteran badass, right? Like the kind of people that, I don't know, if shit's popping off in a war, you want to be able to call them back pretty quickly because they've already proven themselves in war, right? These are the people we're deporting. This is now a national security issue because you know how they get to come home? In a casket. That's the only way they get to come back to the U.S. That's the cost of war. But they lied to them. They promised them citizenship. And you're like, well, what, what happened? Well, I'll tell you, war happened. So instead of actually giving them citizenship, they give them different duty stations. They give them different orders. They say, we got to go back to country. Oh, uh, we're, we're going to go training here. But nobody is concerned that they actually get their citizenship. So half of these people have been lied to and, and thought they could. So when recruitment numbers are low, the first place they go is to go get minorities. And minorities happen to be some of the baddest ass warriors there are. But there's a whole fucking process we're supposed to pass here. And they're actually supposed to get a review, a review of their military service. And they're not even getting that. We're estimating almost 90,000 veterans 
have been deported illegally without review of their military service. And these are people that have severe PTSD that need help just like me. Another instance, guess what happened? We got this veteran, um, outstanding service of valor, right? You name it, badass. Simply says, hey, um, I, you know, I'm living over here. And let me just say that this is a national issue worldwide, right? It's not a Mexican issue. It's not a Dominican place. It's not a Puerto Rican place. These are veterans that have served and were here legally. This isn't a race issue. They're trying to make it that way, though, guys. They're trying to make it that way. So he says, my family's over here um, in Mexico, and I'm really, really sick. His gallbladder exploded or his appendix, uh, his appendix. And the VA says, hey, you're very much qualified due to your service to be able to get health care. We will meet you at the border. So they put the request in. ICE denied it. ICE denied it. Do you know what happened? He died two days later. He wasn't even trying to come back to the U.S. He just wanted the health care that he fought and earned in this country. He fought for this. He was guaranteed to have health care for the rest of his life and service to this country. And they killed him. I killed him and said, no, he is a war hero, a war hero. And you know what they did? They put him in a box, had a full fucking salute for him and buried him with honors. And all he did was want to live, stay with his family not even come back to the place that said that they would always take care of him and ice killed him killed him so please don't tell me about the effects of war or why we shouldn't do this um we're not having a ceasefire but we will start getting people in office that actually want to do a fucking job like that that's plain and simple don't ask me as this jew to be to be anything less than I'm always going to be a fucking Amazonian, right? Like just don't, not right now. But I know that this can actually have true peace. If we want to actually achieve, you know, counterterrorism measures, we can do that. We can start by acknowledging what the fuck is really happening to the Jewish people and acknowledging that there's been atrocities there. And this stuff with Hamas, they knew they were going to attack. They literally just said today that October 7th, they plan on doing it as much as they can until we're annihilated off the face of the earth. So <laughs> it's trying to prevent a Holocaust. I have a, a terrorist organization that wants to kill me just because I'm Jewish. No other reason. And they're not going to say, hey, Audrey, did you light Shabbat candles yesterday? Um, hey, Audrey, how many times do you go to shul? They don't give a fuck. They're just trying to kill us. And Jews need to not be scared because we are from a mighty, mighty race. And we're from all nations and we are the chosen ones. And we are the chosen walking stars. And that means we have a great deal of responsibility, but it also means we are a victorious, resilient people. We're resilient and we're kind and passionate and believe in justice. And so I know that we're going to have a two-state solution and we're going to have a pathway forward, but we have to eradicate these terrorists first because 
they literally wanted to make sure that Saudi Arabia and the U.S. didn't have a deal and they got their way. So we need to execute these treaters that literally made sure to take all this money and build terrorist networks under places that you're never supposed to be able to attack. Mosques, schools, hospitals, and they mean nothing. It means nothing to them, right? Because they don't conduct themselves like we do with rules of engagement and honor. They're never going to. So I urge you, if you know someone as Muslim, like my aunt, right? Give them kindness. Do not give them racism because you are literally falling into a trap that has been set by Russians and racist MAGAs. Like you cannot do that. We have to treat ourselves as Americans, first and foremost. We have to be united and we have to start recognizing that this is what they want and we cannot give in. We cannot give in. We can have our country back, but we just have to fight for it. And I believe in those ideals. I believe in the Constitution. And we're going to defend it. But we're also going to make sure that we defend Israel. We're also going to make sure that we defend Ukraine. Because by having Ukraine fight the Russians, we can focus on other matters. We don't have to put our soldiers there. And this is literally what Russia wanted. They, they gave this information to Hezbollah. They gave this information to Iran. They made sure that Israel was attacked because Ukraine's not going the way they thought it would be. Which cheers to the Ukrainian people. Puck Putin every fucking day. Like, plain and simple. They are strong, resilient people that need our help. So that way we don't have to get into that battle. Because what we have to battle right now is a party that sold themselves out for Russians. So that's kind of all I got today. <laughs> um, I'm just letting you guys know that I appreciate you guys. I appreciate the support. Um, I will not be helping to negotiate a, a ceasefire. Um, I'm going to stand strong. Um, if you're Jewish, you need to stand strong. You need to stand stand tall. I am so sorry. I am deeply sorry um, to the Holocaust survivors that have to see this in their lifetime. Because to me, that is our greatest failure. That we promised them. We promised them that they would never see this again in their lifetime. And we failed. And so I will use that pain. I will use that resolve to ensure that we fight them to the fucking death. Period. Because never again means never again. Because when they come for trans children, when they try to make our rights as gays taken away, um, <laughs> they literally then come for Jews, right? And after that, they try to create whatever racism they can. And these guys that literally are KKK members that are here that think that these are tears of like me being soft, they're not. I feel sorry for you. I have empathy because I care. And now I'm going to have to annihilate you. I mean, 
I'm going to have to annihilate you. That doesn't make me feel wonderful, right? Because I don't relish war. I don't relish these things like you do. But clearly, this is what's happening. And uh, I feel sorry for my Holocaust survivors. I humbly apologize. And we will do everything that we can to make sure that we make this better for you and for all Americans and for those around the world. We will make this a safer place. We will make this a safer world. This time, this war will have meaning because we already fought this war. There's a monument down here. Um, before you get to the Lincoln Memorial, the World War II Memorial actually embraces it. You can go on the Pacific side or the Atlantic side, and then it merges. And you go straight down to the Lincoln Memorial. And then in the direct opposite line of that is actually the George Washington Memorial. Because um, George Washington, you know, came to veterans after the Revolutionary War. And we still weren't getting paid, right? Uh, Congress was not going to pay us. So we decided to have a revolt. And George Washington rode down horseback and said, I promise this country will always take care of its veterans. And we've been being fucked over since then, since that far, right? But some of them actually really meant these promises and they made solemn vows that are carried forward even though that they're gone. And so we're going to carry that honor. We're going to ensure that veterans are taken care of in this country and all Americans are taken care of in this country. Because if this is how they treat a veteran, who literally risked their life, that they're refusing, refusing to bring back home, making it a national security issue. Like cartels are kidnapping these people that are veterans and torturing them for information. Who the fuck does that? Who the fuck says, hey, I'm going to put this guy who uh, had a TS clearance, send him over here, and then, you know, whatever. This is how we're treating veterans. The only way they get to come home is dead. And uh, that is a, a dishonor. And these politicians are behind these choices. And enough is fucking enough. Like, <laughs> enough is enough. So fund my IRS so these motherfuckers actually start paying taxes. Stop being bitches to fucking Russia. Wake yourself up from your racist tendencies. And if you can't do that, then you have to get the fuck out of my country. And you have to get the fuck out of office. Like, we're not, we're not standing for it. So that's it, guys. Um, we're going to do better. Like, because <laughs> we have to. It depends on us. And let's go fuck them up together. So much love. That's the show for today, everyone. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with an all-new show. And remember, you can listen to us again and again. The podcast of this radio show is available right after we go off the air tonight, anywhere that you can get your podcast episodes. And thanks for joining us today. I'd like to take a moment to talk about something close to my heart. Military Broadcast Radio is doing incredible work to support our veterans and bring their voices to the world. They rely on your generous donations and your dedicated volunteer hours to make it happen. I encourage you to consider supporting NBR in any way, form that you can. 
use this QR code that's attached to the picture, or you can go to our website at mbradio.us. That's mikebravoradio.us to learn more about how you can donate or volunteer even just an hour a week from your home. Help make a difference in the lives of our veterans, because once again, we're all here for you and not for us. We're giving a veterans a voice.